Santos's kick is lined up. That kick is good. He got it. Hey, how's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? You're listening to the Hourheads Abroad podcast, the official podcast for the internationally recognised supporters club of the Kansas City Chiefs. You can download the show on both SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search for the name Arrowheads Abroad. I'm your host, Brad Simcox, and joining me is the Arrowheads Abroad Supremo, Tom Childs. And backing us up in safety is the newly promoted Baffa Premier League player, Dave Barnett of the Manchester Titans. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. I had to pick that up, didn't I? Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah. Bit OTT? No, no, no. If you if you willing it. to put that much effort into it every week, then go go nuts, man. Go go yeah. for it. Honestly, Brad, it sounds like you've been drinking or something. Like that was a no, bit no, more, like, no. exuberant. Yeah, than it's normal. almost as if he's celebrating something, Brad. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, gulp. <laughs> celebrating. Um, it's the uh, it's the wife's birthday today. So, it's the wife's um, birthday, so we yes. doing, doing anything nice for her birthday? Um, um, well, we, we, we're drinking Prosecco. We? And, well, I'm upstairs drinking Prosecco. <laughs> and she's watching uh, House of Cards or something, I don't know. Um, Great show, by the way. Yeah, so this, this kind of clashed. I didn't want to let the lads down, that's what it was. I didn't want to let the Chiefs down, didn't want to let the lads down. So how, when, how long she giving you to pack your bags then? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm waiting for her to burst through the door. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's back. sitting on her phone, scrolling right on Tinder. Do you know what? Now. She puts up with a lot. You know. I mean, <laughs> the, firstly, there's this, and then what? In about a month's time, I'll be flying off to uh, to Kansas City with you guys, and it's actually our wedding anniversary on the on the day <laughs> of the game. <laughs> you have. Got some serious making up to do when you get back, haven't you? <laughs> Mate, she happy I'm paying for this going? for the rest of my days. Was she happy? Did she go along with it? Maybe she's got another fella on the go. Maybe she's just happy to get rid of you for a few days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, hey, it's not your brother's speech now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my kids look like me. Are we going back to that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's uh, yeah, it's a it's it's one of those years where I'm having a bit of a, I don't know, a kind of midlife, midlife crisis. crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I always say? Though? I was, I have one every year. <laughs> Is that what the Chiefs are to you? Are they just a midlife crisis? Uh, probably, yeah, probably. Well, at least you've not like dyed your hair or bought a really crappy convertible or something like that. Eh? <laughs> Uh... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't done that yet. That's I think that might be a couple of years down the line, maybe. Well, <laughs> lose me air or something. I don't know. Ah, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to you, um, um... to your listeners, Brad's a little bit older than me and Dave, to, to say the least. He's like the old man, the wise. It's like a decade <laughs> yeah. between us. I'm the He's... wisdom of the shore. That's what it is. You are. You are. <laughs> <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> Um, how are you lads anyway? What are you up to? Yeah, Much good. better than you seemingly. Uh, let's, let's I'm sweating you know, thanks to you too. 
Well, Brad, it's funny you mentioned you, you're obviously here celebrating your wife's birthday with us, and we appreciate it. But um, <laughs> I, I did something similar uh, 18 months ago for my girlfriend's birthday. Um, I live quite near Milton Keynes, and so last year the Milton Keynes were in the same division as Brighton, and I hadn't seen Brighton play in a, a year or two, and they happened to be playing in Milton Keynes on my girlfriend's birthday oh. and <laughs> for like the few weeks leading up to the game I was like I'm not going to go to it I'm not going to go to it it's your birthday we'll go out and do something and then it got to like two or three days before and I realised that we didn't actually have anything planned for her birthday at all so oh. uh, I bought us tickets <laughs> but no it's how I said, do. I said us <laughs> so she comes to the football with me and um, I, I still haven't made up for that yet so I'm with you I was going to say I bet she was thrilled to bits with that (laughs) yeah championship football on her birthday what's what's not to love to many things but let's not get into that (laughs) shall we to be fair it's further than I've taken my wife tonight isn't it it is it is (laughs) your poor poor Mrs. (laughs) Britchief well what about Div apparently you're uh, you're gearing up for your big game this week yeah, I'm tired. I just can it. I just want it to be the weekend already. That'd be nice. Yeah. Are you yeah, to the point now where so. you just want your season done? You just want to win and just be done with it. Yeah, it's been a up. long, long season. Plus, I'm getting a bit older. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not like Grandad Simcox over there. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you know, I'm getting up there. I'm nearly thirty soon. So. Yeah, it it takes a little bit of toll on the the body a bit more than uh, it used to. So, yeah, I'll be glad, sad, glad at the same time that the season's over. But yeah, just looking forward to Sunday getting here already now. So you, you're preparing well, then you you're watching v- video film and all that, and uh, I'm trying to, yeah, around work. <laughs> I'm trying to put you on the spot here. <laughs> this this podcast and <laughs> other stuff. I'm celebrating Brad's Mrs. Go- uh, birthday, of course. And- yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah my yeah. card's in the post. <laughs> um, well, we've got a bit of a packed show this week, so uh, let's get cracking on first with the uh, the Chiefs update. So, the Chiefs beat the Bengals thirty to twelve. wasn't about the result, though, was it, lads? It was about the uh, mainly about the performance again in this game. Yeah, for sure. Um, I liked what the Chiefs did on Saturday night, and I'm normally not one to get excited about a preseason game. But I can't, I can't help myself. Um, I'm fully caught up in the hype at the moment. Everything, All aboard the Mahomes hype train. Right, it's not even the Mahomes hype train. I'm, I'm on board the Alex Smith hype train that's basically got me and Seth Kaiser on it. <laughs> um, but no, everything looks good at the moment. The O-line played okay. The running backs looked good. Alex Smith looks good. Patrick Mahomes looked good. Travis Kelsey looked good. Demetrius Harris is catching balls. Um... Just the defense looks good. Defense looks good. Every, just, I'm excited, and I shouldn't be excited because it's preseason. And the 2009 Detroit Lions went four and zero in preseason. That's what I just got to keep telling myself. But it's hard not to get excited when the team are looking this good, especially, especially Alex Smith. Yeah, he seems to be yeah. uh, raising it another level in training and in preseason now, isn't he? I mean, I think that always happens when you got someone behind you pushing you. He knows as well with. Obviously, the Chiefs uh, sort of planning for the future at his position that this is probably going to be his last here year uh, year here. So why not put on a show? Yeah, I'm liking this devil may care attitude from Smith. I think at the minute he uh, he just seems to be letting loose a little bit more, doesn't he? 
I mean, he's not like he's not like a loose cannon, but he just seems to be uh, just just thinking this time. You know what? I'm going to go for this and just just throw yeah, it downfield. Like I mean, that, that pass, that, that Kelsey throw, Kelsey. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that Kelsey throw. It's not something you normally see, Alex. It's not a throw you normally see Alex take. Shall we say? No, he put it right in the basket. Yeah, it was like it didn't break stride, did he, Kelsey? It just landed right on his lap. It's one of the best passes I think I can remember. Alex Macon. Uh, the one that always sticks to, sticks in my mind is the one against the Colts. I think it was with Donny Avery in the playoff game when he went deep then. Uh, the one for Tyreek Hill last year was pretty good against the Saints. But um, this pass just it looked like something we don't tend to see out of Alex Smith at what was it, 37 yards? Which isn't huge yardage in terms no. of what other quarterbacks are capable of. But because it's so alien to what Alex Smith normally does, and for him to be so on the money with with the pass and perfectly in stride then we're getting excited but as we said last last week Alex Smith tends to do this in preseason and I'm hoping that Dave, what Dave said is right that the thought of having Patrick Mahomes on his heels looking ready like he does that it will cause Alex to step up a level and be a little bit more aggressive and just go balls out for it as it were and maybe get a 3,500 4,000 yard season Mm-hmm. Although I thought it was funny that you mentioned that pass and how on the money it was, and it's just sort of been totally forgotten because of what Mahomes did yeah. slightly later in the same game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mind yeah, you, I think I think that hype train might be a little bit more crowded than my Smith oh, one. <laughs> I think there's plenty of people all aboard that hype train right now. Um, that's just not a throw that many quarterbacks can make. It, the initial bit, you. You know, he rolled out naked bootleg and he's got a defender in his face. Like, you're probably talking... No, 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 the defender had a Mahomes in his face. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that's nine out of ten quarterbacks there are taking a sack or getting tackled. Or dumping it and something, aren't they? Yeah, you, see, yeah, you, you know, seeing them throwing it away. He First of all, he, you get the stiff arm, then you see him rolling out to his right and he's a good, what, 15 yards behind the original line of scrimmage and then on the run going out to the sideline just throws an absolute dart to Escobar just perfect placement just couldn't have asked for a better spot to be put in and yeah it's just you just see throws like that and you just think he's he's got it all Mm -hmm. I've never been this excited about any Chiefs player Mm -hmm. I don't think since I've been watching the Chiefs like just to think that this could finally be like the franchise quarterback that that the Chiefs have been looking for after all this time. It, yeah, it's it's hard not to see those sorts of plays and just get really, really excited for you know for down the line, even if it isn't this year, but you know for yeah. the seasons moving forward. Let's yeah. be honest. If it, that was up Aaron Rodgers making that throw, then the whole of the NFL would be going mental. Yeah. If, uh, and Aaron Rodgers is one of the few quarterbacks in the league that he's capable of that probably Aaron Rodgers maybe Ben and Russell Wilson like that type of throw on the run they're probably the three best quarterbacks that run, throwing on the run it's the um, escapability to begin yeah, with as well exactly, just yeah. like you know it's it's alright making the throw but it's being in a position to make the throw as well which was so impressive one thing I wanted to bring up though I, I, I don't think I don't want to see the Chiefs um Putting a lid on this guy, not capping his ability, because um, it's something that um, 
Michael Vick had said actually on uh, is it the Cowherd show um, where he said you've got to let a lion roar and I think that's that's exactly what we need to do with Mahomes yeah okay get his feet sorted and, and his you know um, his little little bits of annoyances here and there kind of thing out the way but you've got to let him make those kind of players haven't you but I mean you only have to look at guys like McNabb and Vick that played under Reed to see that if he's got the QB there that's got, you know, the the arm talent and the ability to do things, he's not going to restrict him. I think the offense is the way it is at the minute because of Smith's limitations, shall we say. Um, and don't get me wrong, I, you know, I I like Smith. I think, you know, he's, he's done well since he's come to Kansas City and... Uh, you know, we've been a much better team with him than without him, but he clearly has his limitations. And I think Andy Reid sort of builds that offense around those limitations and stops, you know, avoids putting him in situations where he would be uncomfortable. Whereas with Mahomes, you don't really have to do that to the same extent because, mm. you know, he can make any throw that you probably want him to make. Um, I say it's just probably reeling it in every now and again is gonna be key it's like you don't want to put a lid on him but you just want to make sure that he's knowing when you can and can't take those sorts of risks mm. in in games yeah. and yeah I, th- I think obviously with the QB and the coach to learn from I think I don't think there'll be any uh, issues there did you uh, did you see this uh, Twitter commentary that I did on the Arrowheads Abroad I went absolutely insane when I saw that pass <laughs> I went nuts, <laughs> and it was funny though. It was good reactions from everybody. It was uh, it was obviously retweeting it and things like that. That once he'd seen it, the whole of Twitter just lit up because of that that amazing pass. Um, moving on, then another player that shone, and we've discussed this off air. Um, Hunt, Kareem Hunt, he's he's really stating his case, isn't he? Yeah. Well, Spencer Ware come and played one snap, and then I don't know if that was a symbolic snap, just to say. Spencer Ware is the starter but he wasn't on the field very long Kareem Hunt followed up and he looked good he looked very good he he looked I mean, honestly if it, you didn't realise if that was a 25 on his back instead of a 27 you would have said that was Jamal Charles the, like 2013, 2014 he looked like an all purpose complete back on, on Saturday I know it's Again, it's pre-season, and you don't want to get overly excited, which we are still doing, no matter how many times we tell tell ourselves. But he did look good. He looked like he's ready for the offense. He looked like he can catch the ball. He looked like he can run run through the line and evade people. There was run run one run in particular. I think it was for about twenty five yards that mm. he he got hit. He yards after contact, he evaded a couple of defenders, and he finished strong. He didn't. He gained a couple of extra yards at the end, and if he can become a a good starter this year, then his potential is astronomical. Like you're looking at the the, the team now, and it's hard not to get excited for the years to come when you've got a young tight end that is the, an elite tight end. You've got a young wide receiver who's the quickest wide receiver in the league. Then you've got a young quarterback, and then a young running back is. It's really hard not to get giddy and excited for the future. Yeah, definitely. yeah. I, I think the most, the thing I was most impressed with is his pass blocking. There was one block in between, um, pass blocking between 
particular they did I don't know if you've seen it for Anthony Sherman um, I've seen it, yeah. there was two open guys basically had a free run at Alex um, and he went low on both of them and got them both I've never seen anything like it I've never I've seen never, that before yeah um, <laughs> it's just way beyond his years just going low at two defenders and chopping them both down and that essentially freed Alex Smith to make the pass to Anthony Sherman fantastic yeah, play yeah really, didn't it that? yeah really underrated play um, but awesome to see awesome yeah um, the other running back that I want to bring up is uh, Chark Attack Chark Country West um, back, back in the uh, back in the good box yeah um, he he exploded in that game didn't he I mean I know a lot of people are saying that it was you know third string and all that but you know you're still going to make these plays haven't you exactly you can only you can only play against what's in front of you you can only yeah. beat that and that's all we were asking him to do, and that's exactly what he did. Was 115 yards, was it? Yeah, um, about seven. Was it seven carries or something? Yeah, that's, that's not a bad average, is it? It's um, not a bad average. Yeah. <laughs> serviceable. Yeah. Certainly serviceable, yeah. 16 point something per... Was it 16 point... Oh, one yards per carry or something like that. It was yeah. so weird. Um, um, yeah, crazy. as I say, like... The pressure seems to be on him after last week a little bit, and massively. Yeah. That's a nice response. So it'd be interesting. Like, honestly, I could see the Chiefs carrying four backs this year, so it could all end up being a moot point. Well, Spiller um, looked good, didn't he? Yeah, well, that, well, that's what I mean. So there's a chance we could keep all four, and all this talk of who's going to get cut is for nothing. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see, but. Yeah, I say that that that's going to go on until the final day of preseason, probably before we get any sort of indication on what's going to happen there. So, yeah, but I say nobody's really hurting hurting themselves at the minute. Mm. Well, we had uh, we had one question from that game actually from um, John Cartwright. Hey, John, you're right, mate. Um, is Demetrius finally a decent tight end too, or is Escobar a dull but safer option? Well, if he can catch passes in the end zone, then I'm happy for Harris to be tight end too. He's got. Is he, he had, caught two now? We well, had two at the weekend, didn't he? Yeah, two, two, two against. Two at the weekend. If his worst point of, or the worst part about Demetrius Harris is his drops, and yeah. it's nothing yeah. else. He's he's got, he's in there to be a basketball rebounding type player and just make catches. He was wide open, makes catches, so and he's, he's got the ability. He, yeah, he he gets open, and he does make some catches. But every now and then he ma- he has a drop which tends to kill us. They're always key drops. That's the mm. that's the issue here. Um, he's not dropped a pass yet this off season. So well, this in the preseason games anyway. So if he carries on that, then yeah, we've got a tight end too because it would be nice to have a solid pair of hands behind Travis Kelsey. Ross Travis has a solid pair of hands. But he's weak, so yeah. you need you need somewhere in the somewhere in the middle between Ross Travis and Demetrius Harris. Maybe that's Gavin Escobar. Maybe it's not, but only time will tell. I mean, again, that's another position where we probably will carry four guys. So, you know, I think both guys are going to get plenty of opportunity this season to showcase their skills. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with Harris, it's whether you can do it consistently it's always been the case like you know he'll flash and then he makes a couple of horrendous drops and everyone's back on his case again so I'm not ready to sort of say this is the corner turn 
but it's certainly promising. Well, I think before we move on to the um, to our dissecting of the AFC West, I think we should do the uh, do the Patrick Mahomes draw, don't you? Let's go for it. Let's do it. So Let's we're just going to do, do one randomised, aren't we? But we're going to do yeah. the top two people are going to win the it. The top two. The top one will get a T-shirt, and the second one will get a mug. How yes. lucky are they? I haven't um, even got a mug. How come I haven't got a mug? Well, because you haven't coughed up the money to buy a mug. Uh, shocking that. Too busy buying cheap bottles of Prosecco for your kind wife of, on her birthday. Boss. Yeah. Hey, do you know what? If I'd, do you know what? I should have poured it in one of them, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> there you go, do, does your wife hate Arrowheads abroad? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, don't, I just don't think she bothers with it. Uh, <laughs> She's just totally like oblivious to it. My girlfriend switches off whenever I talk about it. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I'm recording this on my phone as well, in case people want proof. So I'm just going to randomise the list one time. Random and the two top people are Clive McFaug, old Badger coming to Kansas City with us, and Paul Higgins. Congratulations, Clive! You've won a T-shirt, and Paul, you've won a mug. Nice. Oh, we'll be in contact with you guys. Congrats. No, no, no. They've got to. They've got to listen to this. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. <laughs> Claim your that. prize. Yes. If you're listening, <laughs> get in contact, and we shall provide. Aye, exactly. Um, well done, lads. Uh, nice one. Oh, let's just hope that um, Mahomes keeps it in the bag for the next couple of games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Arrowheads Award bank account is looking dry. <laughs> yeah. Um. yeah, exactly. Um, right, okay then. So we'll move on to the uh, the AFC West um, dissecting part of the show, I would say. Um, who's going to kick us off? Should I kick us off? Go for it. Go right, for it. You talk yeah. about your team. Talk about uh, it's not my team, is it? No, I suppose. I don't want to say the Raiders are my team, but uh, yeah, I've got the Raiders. I've got the short straw. <laughs> Actually, may, may, maybe we should leave the Raiders till last because they are the biggest threat to the Chiefs in the division. And All right, then. people might switch off before we start talking talking about or whilst we start talking about the Chargers and the Broncos because they are really a non-factor this year. Yeah. In fact, we ran a poll earlier today and. I actually asked who do we think or who do you think is the greatest threat to the Chiefs uh, out of the Broncos, the Chargers and the Raiders and 90% of the answers were the Raiders. So, no. Yeah, it's not even close and it was 5% each to the Broncos and the Chargers. Really? So, yeah. That so maybe top we heavy? Should, yeah, maybe we should start with um, the Broncos. And, okay, we can start with the Chargers. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. So, so the, the toughest way- three games stretch that they've got I've got it down as week six to eight, uh, where they've got to go to at Raiders versus the Broncos, then at Patriots. Ooh. That's not a stretch you want no. in your schedule. It doesn't matter what team you're on. If the Ch- Chiefs had that in their schedule, I would be scared. I would yeah. be scared. Uh, on the road to the Raiders, on the road to the Patriots, where basically no one wins, um, and then versus the Broncos, who essentially they're playing for bottom place of the division, in, in my opinion, anyway. Um, it's a yeah, it's a free game stretch. I w- I would want to avoid that is for sure. That's a toughie that one, man. Yeah, looking at the charges, you you're wondering how they're going to get on this season. They've got a few question marks, obviously. Um, their main question mark is is health, and it has been for the last couple of seasons, especially when you look at the wide receivers. Um, Keenan Allen, who tore us to pieces last year in the the half of a game that he did play, um, he's only. He's missed 23 games for injuries in the last two seasons. 23. But if he can stay fit, 
he is a force in this yeah, league, and, and he he will provide. And well, he will be rather a nuisance for any cornerback, and that includes Marcus Peters. Um, one player that they could they can't cope without uh, cope without with in going forward this season is definitely Joey Bosa. Yeah, ten and a half sacks, that. ten and a half sacks in twelve games as a rookie. That's impressive. That's really yeah. Really he don't have a rush without him, did he? No, and you, you can't win in this league without a pass rush. So I've got Joey Bosa as their their most influential player, other than Philip Rivers, because obviously we we're not going to name quarterbacks. Because if you take a quarterback out of twenty four of these teams, as we just realised a minute ago, um, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to cope. Twenty. So we're we're fortunate we've got two quarterbacks. How many teams have two quarterbacks? The Broncos will tell us they've got two quarterbacks. They haven't, but we get on to them. Um, their biggest biggest strength. I've got it down as their offensive weapons. Listen to this for a group. Philip Rivers, Melvin Gordon, Hunter Henry, Antonio Gates, Keenan Allen, Brandon Oliver, and Mike Williams. I like Hunter that, that Hunter Henry. I really like him. Yeah, that's a tasty group. Yeah. Like there's not many te- there's not many teams with a, a, a in terms of quantity with that many weapons. Mm-hmm. Um maybe the Falcons. Uh, who else? Maybe the the Cowboys, the Giants. The Giants. Like there's, they are up there in terms of talent. But the, their biggest problem is health and their offensive line, which looks like it's struggling again. One thing I do want to have a laugh at though over the Chargers is the fact that they still can't sell out the StubHub Center. <laughs> they can't what? Sell out the StubHub Center. Oh, their, their, their new stadium that hosts uh, that can seat just thirty thousand people. It hasn't been selling out for preseason. And there is a reason why the Chargers have been the bottom in the bottom ten in terms of percentage of attendance for the last four out of the last five years is because no one cares about the Chargers. And I think a, oh, it's a bit harsh, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no one cares about the Chargers. Well, they don't. Like they, their attendance is piss poor. Excuse my French. And they're moving to LA. And me and Brad, Dave were talking about this pre-show. LA's just got one team and now they've got another and the Rams are really their team let's be honest if you are to speak to most people in LA, in LA they they care about the Rams more than they do the Chargers and yeah, I don't think a bad it's... location move that in it <laughs> yeah I, I could honestly say that the NFL could do without the Chargers <laughs> without well they could do without another team in that yeah small uh, well I mean, it's not a small area it's Obviously, one of the biggest metro areas in the states, but I, I, as I say, I don't think there was a big market for the NFL in LA, even prior to the Rams going there. I think one team is more than enough for LA. Um, there's so many other places that you know would love to have an NFL team. That yeah, it just seemed like a really bizarre sideways move for the Chargers. Like you're struggling for attendance, you're going to move and become the second team in a city that doesn't really care about the NFL it, it seems like a strange one to me to be perfectly honest so I've, I've got yeah, to apologise to one of my friends actually I've got to apologise to him Stephen Whale I'm really sorry about that mate Tom's just tore into your team there but he, he, <laughs> he I, believe it or not he listens to these podcasts and he told Does me the end. I didn't even know I had no idea he listened to these podcasts um, so <laughs> but um, I, I'm, I'm going against you on that with the Chargers because I think they'll be the dark horse Really? I've said the, I've said this right the way through. Been saying podcasts. this for ages, haven't you? I have, yeah. yeah. I, I, there's something about them, you know. 
Is it not and just it, one of those predictions that you look good if you if it comes true, but if if it doesn't, then you know, what do you? Who, you who just cares go, oh, injuries. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the health the health issue what Tom raised there that's going to be a big factor because um, if they if they stay healthy, I honestly think they can cause a lot of upset, and uh, they'll be they won't finish bottom of the AFC West. I'll say that now. Okay. Well, I think the team that Dave's going to introduce will finish bottom of the AFC West yeah. on the same record. Denver as... Broncos. Wow. Well, um, where How to times start? have changed. Well, what's the yeah. toughest three-game stretch for them this season? They have a horrible three-game stretch, weeks eight to ten, where they have to come to Arrowhead Stadium, which is then followed by, by a visit to Philadelphia, and then a home game against the Patriots. That is not a three-game stretch that any team would really fancy right now, to be perfectly honest. Um, that's a that's that's the sort of stretch that makes or breaks a team's season, right there. Especially in the middle like that, yeah. Yeah, that that you get into that really important part of the season because if I remember correctly, isn't Week Ten when the Chiefs? first Chiefs Broncos game was last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and that was like that made that made the Chiefs season and that broke the Broncos season right there. And yeah, that stretch to me just seems like that if the Broncos have got any any hopes of being semi competitive and being in the shout playoff, you know, uh shout then yeah, you have to be at least trying to win a couple of those games, but it's really hard to see in, in that little stretch of the schedule there. Um, obviously, weakness, same thing as it was last year. That offensive line is mm. dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. Um, I mean, it doesn't really matter like who's playing quarterback if you can't keep them upright, as Andrew Luck has found out in Indianapolis. Um mm-hmm. So, unless they can get some improvement out of their offensive line, you know, obviously Simeon just got named the starter yesterday or today. I'm not sure. Times confuse me. Um, <laughs> times confuse me. Uh, it's US time, UK time. I'm com- I can't remember whether it was <laughs> time yesterday. Time is standing still. I don't know yeah. where I am. <laughs> so, um, yeah, can but Simeon was named man? the starter, um, which is obviously... It's not great if you're a Broncos fan because as much as Simeon's a nice story, that's a seventh-round pick beating out, you know, last year's first-round pick. Yeah. For the starting job. Um, That's not something you want to be happening. Like, you know, if next year Tyler Bray beats out Patrick Mahomes for the starting job for the Chiefs, people would be up in arms. So, yeah, obviously Lynch is nowhere near where... Obviously, the Broncos were hoping he would be mm-hmm. at this point. Um, and that's despite the fact that they they were pushing for Lynch to start this year. You know, they've given him the first team reps in, in camp. They've been putting him in first in the preseason games. They really wanted him to take that job, but he just doesn't look ready for it. And Simeon that's got to be... Doesn't he? That's yeah. got to be worrying for the Broncos because if he doesn't pan out, that's another first round pick you know another early pick for the Broncos that's not gone well for them so yeah they continue Elway to could... give Elway an extension every single year well that's the thing like if if the Broncos have a bad year this year and 
you know, Paxton Lynch continues to look nowhere close to being an NFL quarterback, then uh, seriously, Elway could be in some hot water come this time next year. They'll really be pressured. Like, this year, no chance, but um, next year, like, if if they continue on the, you know, Lynch continues on that sort of path that he's on at the minute, like, he could be in, you know, on the one of the hottest seats in the NFL um, because, you know, they've got some good young players, but that isn't the youngest squad in the NFL by any stretch of the imagination. So, you know, their window isn't wide right now. Um, they've got to take advantage of a few of their players being, you know, in their primes like Tlaib and Chris Harris, um, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that folds out for them. But, um, yeah, I say you would expect that unless they can get improved offensive line play this year, they're, they're going to be in, in serious trouble again. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, their strength, you've, you know, they have one of the best, if not the best pass rushers in the NFL, um, depending on who you would ask. But, um, yeah, it's hard to, you know, he's, he's almost impossible to stop one-on-one Von Miller. Um, but for me, it all... It all comes down to Chris Harris and Akeem Tlaib. Those those two guys, like you know, they just match those guys up on a, a team's best two receivers, and you know, make life difficult for teams. So, um, is there a yeah? Better, is there a better cornerback duo for you in the league than them two? I mean, I struggle to think of one of of one off the top of my head. I'll certainly say that much. Um, they're they're certainly up there. When it when it comes to, you know, the discussion on you know best cornerback pairings, so yeah, like, but the thing is, not you know those two guys aren't, you know, young guys anymore. They're gonna you know they they they'll get to a point soon where those two guys need to be replaced, and it's whether they can draft and develop guys to come in and take their spots when it when it comes to it. Um, but yeah, for, I say like. Obviously, Von Miller's a, a monster, but those two guys, I say, two of the best at their position. And, um, yeah, the Broncos will certainly be a lot worse defensively without those two. Um, and, yeah, as I say, I I, I can I see them really struggling this year. I, I just don't... I don't think they've got enough on offense. They haven't got a consistent run game. Their offensive line play is dreadful. They've lost a couple of guys off that defense the last couple of years um and guys aren't getting any younger yes they've still got von miller and they're still you know they'll still be good defensively but yeah i I just don't see how that offense can keep up with the better teams in this league and yeah i say i don't think it'll be terrible their defense is too good for for them to be terrible but you know i could easily see them only winning six or seven games this year Mm. right Okay then. Um, on to the Raiders then. The Raiders um, considered as um, the tip, the hot tip, to actually win the AFC West. Um, I don't know where they're getting that from. <laughs> I really don't know where they're getting that from. But they're. How about this, right? Instead of a three-game stretch, 
I'm going to give you a five-game stretch here. Oh, you right. treat us. You treat, I'm going to treat, treat you. us. I'm going to treat you. So <laughs> the five, the toughest five-game stretch they've got is between. Um, it's the back end, really. It's the. It's. I think it's week ten to fourteen. I think it is. Um, where they've got the Patriots, the Broncos, the Giants, the Chiefs, the Cowboys. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. That's, We're winning um, the division, boys. Yeah. <laughs> and hey, that's on the home straight, believe it or not. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. So, where we've got ours stacked pretty much at the beginning, haven't we? Um, yeah. Before week 10, I think it is. Um, they've got a really bad five stretch, uh, five game stretch there, which um, I th- it's going to cause them problems, isn't it? Yeah, boys, a momentum. We had a similar stretch last year when we played the Falcons, the Raiders, and the Broncos. Um, yeah. Quite like in this in space of a few weeks, and we come out of it smelling the roses. Luckily, but um, as Dave alluded to, we were talking about the Broncos. That's a make or break. If if the Raiders are sitting, I don't know, but we we'll say week ten. So if they're at like nine and three, yeah, um, not nine for six and three at that at that stage, then they lose those games. Then all of a sudden they're out in the playoff race. So yeah, it's it's going to have to be games that they're going to have to win. Um, this is this is what makes the AFC so. West so exciting, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it's the best division in football. Yeah. Like f- for me, going into this season, you've got this and probably the NFC South because that looks like a good division. Yeah, um, uh, NFC East for me, and the NFC East as well. That looks like a very good division. Um, yes, yeah, but for me, the AFC West is the best division in football, purely because I look at the quality of the pass rushing in that division and pass rushing and quarterback play the two most important positions in football and pass rush is just so good in the division and the Raiders are a team that have a good pass rush especially in, in 52 yeah exactly um, the biggest question mark I've got at the minute is um, I think we've all heard the news about uh, Sean Smith at the minute um, having a few issues with the law um, cornerback understatement <laughs> yeah yeah uh, the cornerback situation there uh, I think it's all going to be it's going to be difficult. Um, he's he was he was a decent player for the Chiefs, uh, but he hasn't really performed um, for the Raiders, has he? Really, since he actually went there. Uh, so I think he's well. That that position is probably the biggest question mark that they've got there. Uh, one player that they cannot cope without, instead of actually saying Derek Carr, because that's that's an easy thing to say in it. Um, I've gone for Khalil Mack because without him, uh, that. That defense is nothing, isn't it? Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. I wouldn't say it's uh, terrible, but it it's certainly not good. Oh, the starters <laughs> look terrible tonight. The they really do. Well, yeah, I, I mean, uh, yeah, no, it's preseason. Not good. Good, yeah, I, I try not to read too much into the preseason, but yeah, um, I don't think that defense is great. But Khalil Mack is certainly the the star player on a yeah. a pretty average defense. Let's say that much. Yeah. Well, I've actually said the, the, their biggest weakness is, is the defence. Um, I think, again, with the cornerback problems and from what I've seen so far in pre-season, the starters don't look up to the job at the minute. But, again, like as we say, it is the pre-season. Um, so, but, yeah, I think the defence is a big weakness for them. Uh, biggest strength, it's... it's, um, it's well, you've obviously got to say the offence. Um, I do like Amari Cooper. I do like him. Uh, I think he's a. I think he's a, a very. I called him a world class wide receiver last season, after uh, seeing some of his players, and he can do it. 
he can do it, but just every now and again, he just has a, a slip of the concentration, doesn't he? Um, yeah, he yeah. really had Marcus Peters um, scrambling a lot of the time. Uh, so I think, I think uh, Coop was probably one of those uh, one of those players that uh, is a good strength for them. Uh, but it's the whole offense. I think they they run off Derek Carr all the time, don't they? Marshawn Lynch. I'm going to disagree with you there. I think the Raiders' offense is as good as it is because of the offensive line. Do you Derek think? Carr, yeah, Derek Carr is afforded so much more time than any other quarterback in this league. Because because of the top, well, I suppose other than Dak Prescott, who does behind, who does play behind the best offensive line in football, their offensive line is so good in Oakland. Yeah, they've invested heavily into it, and so you're saying you're they've picking, got yin and yang, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Um, if you can give your quarterback six, five, six seconds every single play to make a pass, then he's going to make a pass. I'm not sitting there saying Derek Carr isn't a great quarterback. He is a good quarterback, and he is going to be a very good quarterback for the next 10 years. But you put him behind an average offensive line. The Broncos line, offensive there's line. There's no way in Yeah, the Broncos offensive line. There's no way there's this hype about him that there is at the moment. The star of that Oakland team isn't their wide receivers. It isn't their quarterback. It is their offensive line. Really? Oh yeah, for me, like they 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 have the second best offensive line in football behind the the Cowboys. So you would expect that their backup last season would have been safe. Going in, you know, when Derek Carr went down, was it kind of cool? Yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, you yeah, but he's still playing against the Broncos defense. Throwing a rookie into a, you know, a, you know, he's made he's making his first start in a playoff game, and he gets thrown into a game against a very good Broncos defense. Um, you know. Yeah. It doesn't matter really at that point. He's still relying on a rookie quarterback that hasn't played a, a meaningful NFL snap. If uh, we've actually had another question, I'm just trying to find it here. Uh, where are we at? Um, obviously, we've done all of the uh, the three players, uh, the three teams there from the AFC West. But if you could pick one player from another team for the Chiefs, who would you pick? But you can't you can't pick a quarterback. That's actually a question from uh, Carl Stannard. Stannard. You see, this is an interesting question for me because there's a few names that come to mind almost immediately. Your Julio Joneses, your Odell Beckham's, your Antonio Browns. But then you look at the Chiefs' offense and you go, would a guy like Alex Smith really take full advantage of a guy like that? So I'd probably flip it to defense and go, uh, you know, Luke Keekley from the the Panthers. Yeah, good player. You know, our front seven's pretty formidable as it is, but if you had to put Keekley alongside Johnson in in that defense, you have a front seven consisting of Alan Bailey, Benny Logan, Chris Jones, Houston, Ford, Keekley, and Johnson. That's that's frankly terrifying absolutely terrifying <laughs> and you're going to win an awful lot of games purely off the back of the strength of your defense um so yeah for me i, I say I'd, I'd go defense i'd go keekly so have you gone for a uh, like a need would you say I, it's not even a need, a need i just think the best fit probably like for yeah. what we'd want really and how they'd fit into the chief system and how they'd be used and taken advantage of i guess I'll go next I really wanted to go wide receiver um, Antonio Brown or Julio Jones um, Ooh, yeah. I I love Antonio Brown 
I love what he brings to the table. For me, he is the best receiver in football and he has been for the last two or three years. And the stretch he's on at the moment is historically good. That's how his play has been top tier for two or three years now. And I haven't seen anything like it since maybe like early Randy Moss. That's, that's how well Antonio Brown is playing. But again, I think he would be wasted in our offense. Ask me this question in a year's time when Pat Mahomes is in then yeah 100% uh, the guy that I'm going to go with I'm actually going to go for a Bronco and um, we've already bought, or Dave brought him up a little bit earlier I'm going to go for a key to leap um, really? Corner that you, yeah a corner that you can trust just to put on the opposite team's best wide receiver and just say there you go you you deal with him the rest of the defence will deal with the offence sorry He's a bit of a oh, handful, I must admit. Yeah, I, I, I never forget when it was when he played. I think he was still playing for the Patriots at the time a few years ago. That the Patriots played the Saints, and I think it was a Sunday night football. And this is when Jimmy Graham was just tearing up the league, and no one knew how to deal with deal with Jimmy Graham. Well, Belichick just stuck a key to leave on on Jimmy Graham, and Jimmy Graham did not get a sniff. And then obviously, the Patriots ended up winning. And that performance has kind of stuck with me forever. That you can just stick a key to leave on the premier wide receiver of any team and he'll do a job um, he is a good player he's a knobhead don't get me wrong he is a knobhead <laughs> he comes with a lot yeah, of baggage terrible person, yeah a lot of baggage great football player yeah, yeah. great great but as a player, player he is outstanding and uh, I look at a tandem of uh, Marcus Peters and Nikita to leave with then with help from Eric Berry and Ron Parker and Stephen Elson who looks like the second coming at uh, the nickel um, yeah I would be really excited with I see where you're going with that. Yeah, I see where you're going with yeah. that. Actually, yeah. Um, I would actually go for a, a defensive player, but and it's not that we need him or anything like that, or um, it's 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 an area that we need to patch up or anything. But I just like the player, and it's it's wrong of me because it, it's another Bronco. Um, oh, no. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's Von Miller. Um, just what that guy can do on a pass rush. Um, it's just insane. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, that guy. He has to be oh, a Hall of Famer, without guy. doubt. Oh, I mean, um, if he carries on his just think, trajectory, yeah, there's there's no doubt about it for sure. Yeah, and I just think if we had Houston and uh, Von Miller, it's, it's you know, it's it's just just give us the uh, just just give us the Super Bowl now. Just give us it now. That's what I would say. Why don't we send a trade in a trade offer into John Elway? What would we have to get, give up to get Talib and Von Miller? It's from, not even worth Broncos. thinking about, so let's not go there. No. All of your picks for next year. <laughs> next three years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's interesting we chose two Broncos, though. I mean, you guys it did. Is. I didn't, because um, I'm a real cheese fan. <laughs> You're staying but, pure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel dirty. I, I feel I like I need to go and shower. Um. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, it's not something I want to really think about all the time. But uh, no, it's a good question. That I'm glad we I'm glad we got that one. Um, there is another one somewhere which I can find. I'm going to pass pass by the rugby question because I have no idea about rugby. Um, and that's John Cartwright again. Thanks for that, John. <laughs> um, if you now this is switching it now. This it's it's we're looking at the players and everything like that and what they can bring to the team, but. We're looking at the player that can bring something to the fans. If you could tailgate with one Chiefs player, who would it be and why? And that's from uh, our friend over in the States, Corey Kelsey. Jones. Simple as. 
If you've got any other answer, you're Kelsey. wrong. Um, it's as simple as that. <laughs> I, I agree. I completely agree. Um, his point is going further into this. He, the, the guy's a dude. Let's be honest. He looks like he has fun, and I want to be part of that. So, yeah, definitely Kelsey. I want to part with Andy Reid. What, you and, you and <laughs> Reid sat on yeah. the beach somewhere in your Hawaii Hawaiian shirts, yeah? Yeah, just eating barbecue. Hey, yeah. more, more power to you. More power to you. <laughs> You're at that age where, yeah, you know, you can't, yeah. you can't stay out late yeah, like uh, us youngins. So, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Leave you young kids to chase the girls. We'll just be sat there just talking football, eating barbecue. It'd be great. Whilst your wife sits on the sideline drinking Prosecco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was a good question, that, anyway. So thanks for that, Corey. Um, and I think the last one we've got here is uh, Great Googly Moogly. On Twitter, has asked, uh, "What is your favourite Sunday? Favourite Sunday? What? Just any Sunday, or any, I, yeah, I presume so. What is your favourite Sunday? It's got to involve football, hasn't it? I mean, it's going to be it's going to be football Sunday. The first Sunday that the Chiefs are playing, I think it's week yeah. two when we got the home opener. Like, yeah, I have a roast on Sunday afternoon, sit down, chill out, and then watch the Chiefs and Red Zone." And, until four o'clock in the morning, See, it's pretty all, much. It's Super, Super Bowl Sunday for me is always the best Sunday because it's usually when I start back training for my football season. So, get up, go to training, then get home, uh, get showered, go straight out, beers, food, football. Best Sunday of the year, hands down. Nice, <laughs> nice. I can't. I don't think I can beat that. <laughs> I don't think I can beat that at all. You um, need to say like Mothering Sunday because yeah, you need to make yeah, up yeah, for the wife still. <laughs> Mothering Sunday, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Whenever your wife's birthday falls on a Sunday. <laughs> yes, yes. In fact, do you lads want to give me pointers? Just keep sending me like like tweets every now and again or messages just saying this is what you need to say to one now. Right. Do you want me to slide into her DMs? It what? <laughs> you're old. <laughs> yeah, you're really Slide old. into a what? <laughs> slide into a DMs. I hope not, young Tom. <laughs> We're supposed to be gentlemen. <laughs> oh, well, right. I do love a bit of Instagram, though, so, yeah. <laughs> There's Snapchat going on, eh? Yeah. Uh, I don't know where this is heading. Dead, <laughs> I know. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. Well, I think that's all the uh, questions we've had anyway, so I'm going to end it on that. <laughs> Probably for the best. Probably for the best. So uh, thanks to Tom and Dave, as always, for giving us their thoughts on the Chiefs this week. Uh, keep a look, look out for our next podcast where we'll be giving our thoughts on the Chiefs' next game, which is away to the Seattle Seahawks. And we may... We may have more prize giveaways if Mahomes gets more touchdown passes. Uh, I can hear I was Tom. I say that that, <laughs> that hype train might be getting uh, <laughs> overloaded soon if uh, he plays well again this week. Well, this is it. He did he did one in his first game and he's done two in the next. Is it going to be three against the Seahawks? You never know, do you? Uh, you see Tom <laughs> on the floor crying because the. Our heads abroad are bankrupt. Come Monday morning, <laughs> yeah, before the bloody season starts. Yeah. Um, and we'll leave you with this as well, guys. We are just two weeks away from the Patriots. So have a good one, and we'll speak to you again soon. <laughs>